you look back at the writings in the early church of the church fathers and mothers, you'll find a lot of discussion about this very familiar gospel. And one of the questions they kicked around was, at what point did the water actually become wine? So if you think about it, this miracle isn't told in the way a lot of the other miracles are, where Jesus instantly heals someone, a leper is made clean, or somebody's lame gets up and walks. We're not really told at what moment the water becomes wine. Jesus never says, become wine. So when did it actually happen? And amongst all the different suggestions that you can find in the writings, the one that always seemed to ring true for me is that one person said, the water became wine at the very moment Mary said to Jesus, they have no more wine. In other words, at the very moment that Mary made known to Jesus the desire of her heart, she didn't ask him to do something. She simply made it be known that there was a need, whatever that was. Didn't want the couple to be embarrassed or didn't want the guests to go uncared for. But it mattered to her that her son knew. She voiced the desire of her heart and she voiced it to him. And yes, we all know, he says, how does your concern affect me? And she simply goes on and says to the others, do what he says. Remember, this is right at the beginning of his public ministry. Remember what happens at his baptism? What does a father say? He says, listen to him. In other words, listen to what he has to say to you. And Mary says the same thing. Do what he says. Listen to him. But what is it that sets the stage for others to listen to him, for his grace to be manifest in the world? It all gets started by her voicing her desire. Son, and we would say, Lord, this is what I desire in my heart. And really, that's what sets everything going. As I said at the start of Mass, immediately following Mass, we'll have baptism here, and we have members of the Gherkin and Kiska families. What if I were to ask all of us, at what moment will their children be baptized? At what moment will they literally become, as St. Paul says, a new creation? It's easy to say, well, I guess when the water is poured and Deacon Dave says, I baptize you, but there's a lot of other things that happen in the course of that ritual. And I'd like to suggest, you don't have to agree with me, but I'd like to suggest that the transformation of baptism is really something that's spread out over a lifetime. The transformation begins when the loving members and friends, the family of the baby, say, this is something I desire. I desire there to be a change. This isn't just a custom. I really desire that the world in which this child grows up will be shaped differently because we, as an act of love, wanted to be here and Lord, we asked you to be present and it's not we who send the grace, it's God, but it's part of our theology, part of our tradition that we have to receive it. We have to say, Lord, I want that grace and I want it to be blended with my love for this baby, for my spouse, for my children, for my friends, for myself. In other words, expressing that desire to the Lord. And this is what it looks like right at the beginning. And I'm sure Jesus never forgot, as any of us would never forget, that moment with our mothers. Do whatever he tells you, but only after she's made it clear, this is what I desire. 
And that, for Jesus, is what gets his entire public ministry underway. So just a little invitation on this second Sunday of Ordinary Time, made extraordinary in a unique way because we're graced to have in our presence families who will be baptizing babies in just a little bit. A little spiritual exercise, simply to look deep within our own hearts and minds and say, what is the unvoiced desire in my heart? That's simply what do I want, you know, I, I want, uh, want to be able to watch a good game this afternoon. Maybe if you're a kid in school, I want some more snow. Whatever it is that you want, those come and go, but what's the deep desire? What's that thing perhaps you long for or ache for? Maybe it's a good thing you wish you'd have more of. Maybe there's some bad news that you wish could be reversed. Maybe it's going deeper in a relationship that's gotten a little bit stale or shallow. We all have desires in our hearts that in some ways define who we are at any given time. And all I would ask is, does God know what that desire is? And not just because God knows everything. Does God know because you or I have voiced it? It's a beautiful form of prayer. As little children are baptized, for their parents and friends and godparents at that very moment to say, what do we desire for this child? But for every one of us here this morning, what desire will you bring up to the altar as you come to receive the body and blood of Christ? And then if we really want it to look like something in our lives, it's not just internally expressed to the Lord, but that's how it has to start. But then just as Jesus could say it, not only to the man, Jesus of Nazareth, yes, to God, but also to the others who are there at the wedding. We as Catholic Christians are not meant to keep that desire unexpressed to others. And I know it's not an easy thing to do. It can be really hard to look that someone in the eye and say, this is where I wish you and I could get to in our relationship. This is what I wish could be other than it is in my life. Because it's not as if magically everything will be reversed. We know that. Even in Jesus' own day, it's not like every wedding that ran out of wine magically got more wine. Clearly, this story is about more than just some magic trick that Jesus did. But when we express the desire to someone else as an act of love or trust or vulnerability, that's not just a consolation prize. That's what opens our hearts to begin to receive what it is that Christ has to offer us. And even if it doesn't externally change the world, it really matters, and that's the beginning of transformation in our own hearts. No less than the water gets transformed in the gospel today. Easier said than done, and I know that. But every time I'm in the presence of children who are about to be baptized or their families, it's always a little boost of confidence in my heart. They cared enough to be here this morning. And all of us cared enough to be here, maybe for a different reason, but at the end of the day, it's actually the same reason. So voice your desire to the Lord, and then at least to one other person before this week ends. And the transformation will happen. This is about a lot more than water turning into wine.